Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to another edition of Soxology, the Chicago White Sox podcast. It's Mike here, and today my father and I dive into the series that was in Chicago against the Miami Marlins, and what a disappointing series that was. The White Sox had a chance to sweep. Instead, they lost two out of three games. The bullpen failed them this time around, although they have been great the past month. A very disappointing series, heartbreaking, some would say. Uh, They have to bounce back really good against the best team, one of the best teams in the National League, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So let's hope they do that. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Today is Monday, June 12th, 2023, and welcome to another edition of Soxology. I am your host, Mike Hartung, and with me, as always, is my father, George, and dad. It was a rough weekend for the White Sox, but I had a good weekend. How was your weekend? (laughs) Uh, How's it going, eh? I had a great weekend, uh, except for the White Sox games, and um, it's just they gave you joy for most of the game, and then fell apart and uh, there was just some you know, we'll we'll hit everything but there were some just disappointing some glaring things and um you know we'll we'll, we'll go over them um just yeah. they 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 really could be on a quite a streak right now and they blew these last two games the bullpen which has been great blew them but they don't know how to play baseball a lot of the mistakes they make it's just dumb little league type mistakes and um I that that if a few guys in their lineup got hot and uh their starting pitching is great this this series, um, which is you know what you need most of anything. And if if a few guys got hot, I don't think that they're gonna go on a big win streak because they're not a they're a very dumb baseball team. Yeah, they, they don't they don't they, they don't play uh the game of baseball well enough to sustain anything. It, well, yeah, I think consistency has always been the issue with this team. And remember in the beginning of the year in April, I just kept on saying, like, they're so inconsistent, they can't put together a consistent game. Well, now yeah. they've been putting together some consistent games, but um, now they're just not putting together consistent streaks, which they need to. So anybody right now who's a Sox fan who has any inkling of hope that this team's going to go on a big run um, – I would think that's a silly thought <laughs> and, no, and, and I, I think that would be giving this team too much credit because they've never shown us that they, they have been able to do something like that. No. And considering the opponents, uh, the last six games is probably as good as they played all year. And they ended up figuring out a way to lose three of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, and, then, and then they just, the, the bullpen, collapses were, were obviously the number one thing, but stupidity was a lot of it. And uh, I mean, third or fourth time in recent games that Anderson can't make a decision or he tries to make a decision before he has the ball. And then he goes in the hole, gets a ground ball. He can't get, get it out of his glove. Wendell does the same thing to Vaughn gets him out. Um, way, Wendell looked great at, at shortstop. Wendell I looked great. And Segura, who, and Segura, who I ripped. Had a really good series against us. Well, it seemed like we ripped a lot of guys uh, before the series. Yeah, I like ripped the whole Sox and... all the time. Um, <laughs> Grandal and Andrews had a good first game. Yeah, Andrews did. Um, yeah. 
And he he played the game that he came in in the second game played short. He played short so much better than Anderson's even capable of playing the position. And too Anderson's he, still obviously a better player overall. With his well, yeah, I mean, I mean, too bad Andrews only bats one seventy, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, they're they're not going to cut him, I don't think. But uh, you know, then we we'll, we'll get around all the games. But you know, the way you lose uh, a catcher's interference, and then with the game is over if you're guarding the line. If, oh, yeah, if the guy hits, you're talking if the about guy hits a single to your left. Yeah, if the guy hits a single to your left. It's a single. They right away when uh, Soler got on, they pinch ran the pinch the guy who can run. You guard the lines, and yeah. uh, they yeah. they they guard the line. That that's a ground ball, and the game's over, and they win. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's go I, in. I don't a... know who set that up? I mean, where is the breakdown? Is that coaching? Is uh, it, did Mancada take it out of his pocket and look at the the scout the scouting thing that all the guys carry in their pocket and go oh. They want me off the line against this guy. Well, they don't want you off the line with two outs or one in the bottom of you know with a one run run game. It just um Yeah, I didn't hear Pedro talk about that. I'm sure somebody asked him about that though. Yeah, he didn't talk about that play at all. He all he talked about was how great Kelly and Graveman and Middleton have been. And he'd go to him again on Tuesday. And they have been. And that those were the guys for those high leverage situations, and they didn't have it, and it happens. And all of that's true, but the, the 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 dumb plays and you know I mean Saturday Anderson, somebody was saying oh he should have been playing, gone for the two and, and let the winning run score, and, and they'll turn the double play there. No, you shouldn't have. The Sox had the infield in; they didn't have him in because they were playing for a double play. Um, that the the guy was out at first. All he's got to do is catch the ball, and throw it. I don't know what he's overthinking. Um. Well, let's just. How about this? I know we're jumping all over. Let's yeah, do, yeah. It just it was just. I just. I wanted to. You seem. The, like the feeling, the theme was very yeah. disappointing weekend. Um, it was. And so yeah, let's go game by game and go back into our rhythm. I just. Um, no, it, it, I mean uh, everything you pointed out was exactly why Sox fans right now are. It was a depressing weekend, and it was. I mean, it really was, and you could see it in the crowd uh, as you went into Sunday, but. Just briefly going over Friday's game. It was the first game of the series. Sox win this game two to one. Um, remember the starting pitcher for the Marlins, that big six five, two hundred and fifty eight or six eight, sorry, six eight, two hundred and fifty pound kid, Perez. We knew that he was gonna pitch well against the White Sox. Uh five innings pitched, one earned run, six K's. Uh he pitched out of trouble a couple of times. Yeah, bases gave, loaded and no outs again. Oh yeah, bases three, loaded, no outs. Three, four, and five hitters up. Yep, and and got out of that that jam. Um, and the White Sox, uh, you know, you ripped, you ripped Grandal, and he was three <laughs> yeah. for four this game. He was big. Uh, he had a home run, and uh, Tim Anderson hit a double. Well, he had a home run. He was three for three too. He was three for four. I said and he yeah, went three. from first to third on a single, which it was a bloop, but still he did it. Yeah, uh, three for four. And he had a home was, run. Yeah, three for three at that point. That, after, after yeah. that hit. And then uh, Tim Anderson uh, got two hits this game. One was a double. And yeah, he got a nice double to start off the game. And, uh, and Luis then, Robert uh, walked it off uh, with – they didn't They didn't give him a double. I don't think he touched second base uh, at, at the end of the uh, game. But it was down the line, went to the wall, and he won the game in the ninth inning for the Sox. So Sox had – 
the story of this game was um, runners in scoring position. The White Sox were horrendous again in that category. They had 11 hits, only two runs. Uh, they struck out 12 times as a team. Uh, this team strikes out a lot. We've all, all witnessed that. Uh, Jake Berger went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. So that's Yeah, and one time he got a – he the, the kid hung a pitch to him, and he just missed it. And then, um, yeah, so. Yeah, so, I mean – I, I think this is a pretty self-explanatory game. Sox weren't hitting well with the runners in scoring position, but they ended up having the clutch hit at the end. And uh, the bullpen came in after Dylan Cease. We could talk about Cease a little bit. I thought he looked pretty good. Six innings he pitched. He looked really good. Pitch, uh, pitch count up high again, but he's striking out a lot of guys. Yes, yeah, so, well, seven, seven strikeouts in six innings, only four hits, two walks. And then you draw it up with Middleton, Graveman, and Hendricks coming in and None of those guys gave up a hit and none of those guys walked anybody and they didn't right. strike on anybody either. So, um, yeah, that was, that was cool to see. So good pitching and the bullpen really locked it down in that first game. And, uh, the Sox were lucky to squeeze this one out. I, I don't know if you need to add yeah. anything else in this one, but. Well, I want to ask you a question. If you were your first game, uh, Segura fumbled uh, the ball and we made, he dove to his left, got up, he fumbled the throw to uh, Cooper at first, pulled him off the base. Cooper's arm went into Andrus as before he got the first and the ball ripped out and the, and the, and Segura pulled him off the base with the throw and they gave Andrus a hit. How, how did he get a hit on that? Uh, yeah, Cooper looked know. like he was hurt and then he was okay. Uh, the, the ball got, even with whatever, everything that happened and the throw took the first baseman off, even when all that happened, the guy caught it and it tagged Elvis when the ball was ripped out. How, how does he get a hit on that? I just didn't understand that at all. Uh seems to be walking a lot. I noticed that in that game. Um, that was uh, pretty much Wendell's home run. And uh, like you said, he started off and had a really good uh, thing. And uh, uh, it, it was it was a good game and a uh, nice walk off by uh, Robert and uh, set the was, tone uh, for the series. And it, I, thought, thought, I thought it. I I thought, but. You know, Saturday was uh, – I watched I watched this pretty much this whole game um, before I went to uh, my, my buddy Eric Sloan's wedding. He played Don't Stop Believing, by the way, at the end of the last song ah. that, the, that the band played. I thought that was pretty Born cool. Born and raised in South Detroit, which doesn't yeah. exist. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but – all right. Going into game number two, the White Sox have momentum and they are leading the game one nothing going into the top of the ninth inning. You draw it up this way. Of course, before this game, Liam Hendricks was put on the IL. Uh, I think what they say it was uh, elbow, I yeah, think, for elbow. him, which isn't a great sign at all. But no. um, Kopech started this game, looked great. Sox went into the ninth inning uh, with one nothing lead and they gave up five runs in the ninth to lose five to one. Um, and then obviously when they came up to bat in the bottom of the ninth inning, they didn't do anything. Uh, the Sox ended up with just one run in that game and five hits. So the offense wasn't there. They could have won this game. One, nothing Joe Kelly comes in to try to save oh. the game. And the thing about him is that and we can, I can jump there first. I, he wasn't controlling the ball really at all. And, and I can blame Tim Anderson all I want for that error. It was bases loaded, no outs. And it was uh Sox fans. If you haven't seen 
this play, it was very similar to the one that he had against the twins earlier this year, where it was a dribbler to shortstop and he could have had a play at home. And instead it hit off the end of his mitt and fluttered kind of towards the, yeah, he, he was throwing at home before he caught the ball. Yeah. And he does that a lot. It seems like it, that I feel like that plays deja vu for me, like a few games, but uh, they showed it today that he's done the exact same play three times since May 8th. So three times in a month. Yeah. That's pretty alarming, but um, instead of getting an out or a double play or getting the guy, the and it would have been the tying run at that point. It was bases loaded, uh, still one nothing lead, no outs. Uh, they didn't get any outs. And uh, runners score, and the Sox are losing the game. So I, I think that was a big thing. Everybody started calling Tim Anderson out. I'm, I'm, I've been a guy saying I'm super frustrated with him, uh, but I think that I think Joe Kelly needs a lot of the blame on this too. I mean, he just didn't have well, he didn't have his stuff. The bullpen totally fell apart. Kelly is is as great as he's been in the whole bullpen for six seven weeks. Um, he, you're right, he didn't have it. Hendricks it was not available. Um, I was curious. Kelly, for all his, you know, he came up as a starter with the Cardinals. He bounced around the Red Sox, Dodgers, all over the place, all that time. He's only got seven career saves. Now he's yeah, pitching yeah. good. Why Santos? Somebody just in case have somebody warmed up. Well, he I was, was wondering why he was the. I mean, I, I like his stuff. Yeah, they but... gave they just gave him the game. No one warming up. Like this is you. You win it. You know. You close it out, or 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 don't. And we're with you. And I'm like, huh. I thought that was curious. Why didn't they have somebody else warm, warming up? I mean, he um, you know, two singles are off the bat. Then he walks the guy. And then Anderson's there, walks another guy, Segura rips one. It's uh five to one and yeah, and that was the story of this game. And um, you know, like I said, Kopak pitched fine. Uh he, yeah, had... he first and third and one out in the third. He pitched out of that. He looked really good doing it. He uh it looked his pitch count was high too, but like Cease, they both seem to be striking out a lot of guys later. Yeah, six, six strikeouts. Oh, had a runs. wonderful opposite field home run. It was a no-doubter off the bat. Um, the, the White Sox made Alcantara uh, look like a Cy Young again. So. Yeah, he, I, I noticed when uh, Long when Kopech was long gone, it was like the seventh inning, and I'm like, oh, God, he's got like 78 pitches on. Uh, he he, uh, he looked like his old self, unfortunately. Mankata, who... I got a lot of stuff we could say about him, but he really made a nice play at third in this game on a taking himself for the force double play and flipping it across the diamond on a line. And getting he also nice had a double. Uh, he hit a double this game. Uh, Grandal hit a double this game. And um, again, runners in scoring position, the Sox uh, were 0 for 3. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't no, know. I think Kopech looked good. Uh Wendell seemed to be making plays at short that Anderson couldn't. For I them. think Joey Wendell had like 10 ground balls that game. <laughs> yeah, he was unbelievable. And, I mean, the same play that happened in the first game when um, Davis hit one to the hole and Anderson looked like he was going to jump up in the air and make it way harder than it needed to be, and then he couldn't get the ball out of his glove. Yep. Wendell dove, made an unbelievable stop, got up, and got the guy out at first. It was Vaughn running, but still. Uh, but that Vaughn was, was so pull. slow. That was, he yeah. was so slow. He, he hit it up, and, and you know what? He didn't. If he was, I don't think he took off right out of the bat. I think he thought he had a single, and um, then he had. And he, I don't think he. 
his timing of his strides weren't good. He had to do like a little stutter step before he hit first, and that's what cost him. And um, um, but he did have a really nice home run. And then uh, Ben Attendee in the one play got an unbelievable drunk jump, and then he was out stealing stalls threw him out. I could, yeah, I, I saw that play. That he threw him out. He had such a huge jump. He had like three strides before the pitcher even started to go home. It was a perfect throw. Um, it was a great throw, but still, I was like, oh my gosh. But uh, no, the, the the Kelly, all the problems we did would have been hidden if Kelly pitched as well as he had done for six weeks. But he didn't have it at all. We had no one else ready, which I kind of. Well, Crochet came in after it was all kind well, of yeah, blew up. Yeah. But um, yeah, Crochet, no, I think yeah. that's the tale, tale of that game. Sox, yeah. Sox couldn't hit at all. They were winning one nothing. Could have won this game and won the series. And instead. Uh, it's tied one one going into Sunday, and before I jump to that game, is there anything you want to add more to this one? I, I think we pretty much touched on everything that we needed to. Yeah, it's just it was just a terrible bottom, top of the ninth for us, and um, it was a shame because um, you Everyone's know been pitching um, well, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, they not wasted another good start. Yeah, they did, and they're going to waste another one here on Sunday. So the trend yes, continues. Are. Trend continues in the wrong fashion here for the White Sox. So I think this was the the true gut punch. I know Saturday, uh, my cousin Casey went to the game. He said the stadium was great. It was a beautiful day. Everybody was there. Hawaiian shirt day. Um, and then Sunday, obviously, it was a, a rainy day. But after that blow up. Um, and the ninth inning to lose that game, the the crowd was not nearly as as packed, and and not a lot of people were at that game at all on Sunday. But um, White Sox ended up losing this game six to five. This was the true gut punch in the series, in my opinion. Uh, they were down early, or not early, but in the middle of the game, one nothing to the Marlins. Then in the bottom of the sixth inning, the Sox strike for three runs, and then in the seventh inning, strike for two runs. Have a 5-1 lead going into the top of the eighth inning. Uh, that's where they give up two runs in that inning. They're still winning 5-3. to three. And then the top of the ninth, they give up three runs to make it 6-5 Marlins. It's kind of the 30,000-foot view, view of what transpired there. But there's a lot of ins and outs in this game. I think I'm going to go and talk about the starting pitching. Lucas Giolito, you have to mention what he's been doing lately. Seven innings pitched, six hits, eight strikeouts, only one walk, one earned run. Um, great performance by him. Uh, Keenan Middleton comes in, gives up two earned runs after him uh, in the eighth inning. And again, he's been pitching great, but it was two home runs that he gave up. So that sucked. And then Kendall Graveman tried to save it. Uh, somebody different than Kelly, but Kendall uh, did not have it. He had a walk, gave up two hits, and had two earned runs. Then Bummer came in to get the final out of the ninth inning. So um, that was the pitching side of things. Hitting side of things, Luis Robert uh, continues to hit extra base hits. Uh, he had a double this game, and he hit a home run. Andrew Vaughn hit a double, and Romy Gonzalez hit a double. Uh, Jake Berger got an RBI. It was his 32nd. Uh, Robert Jr. has 34 RBIs on the year. Um, yeah, Luis start, continues to hit. He hit this game. Um, again, the White Sox with runners in scoring position uh, were a little bit better this game, but they're not really getting on base at a huge clip either. And they struck out 13 times. So I think the most disappointing thing is, is that you blow a 5-1 lead in the late innings. 
Yeah, the bullpen again. And uh, again, Middleton and Graveman, two guys have been great. And if, if Hendricks isn't healthy in there, Graveman's our closest thing we have to a closer. I mean, he's, he's had success in Houston and Seattle in the past doing it, and he's been good this year. Um, so I don't have any problem. Though we talked earlier how they weren't pitching him two days in a row earlier. I think this was his third game in four days. So, you know, that's oh, why he pitched Saturday, I think. Graveman. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah, pitch and, well on consecutive days. Yeah, and, uh, and I want to just point out, Giolito was just fun to watch. I think Giolito, I don't know, unless his record won't show it, he's, he might be pitching himself on the All-Star team. It looks to me if, uh, you know, it's, it's just over a month, about a, just about a five weeks away, I would think that um, Giolito's going to make it and Robert's going to make it, and then after that, um, I don't know. I don't know if there's Vaughn's got a lot of RBIs. Burger's kind of a story. Um, I would just think that uh, I think it's either Robert or or Giolito or both. I I, I kind of be I would be surprised if it was both. Robert still needs to continue for next month, but yeah, um, it'll be yeah, uh, he does yeah. he does go away a lot. But I I think Robert's going to make it, and I think um, Giolito, um, you know, four more weeks of starts like this, and I think he'll he'll, he'll push himself onto the team, but. That's just that's the sidebar. Now it was another disappointing game. Jorge uh, Soler, two home runs. Yeah, Soler's man, he's powerful. He's a beast. He's, a beast. he's gonna put himself in the MVP now, you know. I mean, uh, I don't know about MVP, but 19 home runs. He, he's he's yeah hitting the hitting the ball out of the park. Right off the bat start, Ariza, who's the you know, top hitter in uh baseball. Um he uh Giolito he left the game and Giolito threw a just threw a fastball by him for strike three. I think it was only his 14th strikeout in the season for Ariza. And it yeah, was Arise. Uh, yep. Arise. And uh um it was nice to um see Giolito. He just kind of like set the tone and, and he was fantastic. And then again the bullpen just fell apart. Yeah, they uh they did, and I think I mean I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> I, I, I just the, the, the Sox just aren't very good in situations. They don't hit good with runners in scoring position. They don't walk. They don't. They don't. They, they're, they don't they, their plate discipline is not good. It's um, their situational defense was horrible this series. Um, and um, with all of that, they if the the bullpen that's been excellent lately holds holds them down, they sweep. So it's just just crazy. Uh, no, and and it's it's funny they they lost this series. Uh, they lost two games out of the three games, and they're still only four and a half games back from oh. uh, the division lead. So- That's just it. I um, I mean, like I said, I I think the more and more I watch this team, I don't think they're that good, but I think they're going to be in it right to the end because of the division that they're in. Um, I you know, the only thing is Cleveland's starting to get healthy. Yeah, they are. And if they start pitching and they, they start it, pitching like they did last year. And Jose Ramirez football. carries them for a month, which yeah. he can. Remember last year in the second half? It was kind of like this in the halfway through the season. We didn't give up yet either and all that. Then the Indians just got hot and won. They win 92 games then? The Guardians. You got to start calling them the Guardians, dude. I can't. Okay, I'll just forget like 56 years of calling them. <laughs> okay. And, um, you got to be PC, okay? Okay, the uh, 
the guardrails or whatever. The, Clay, the guard, I'm just going to say no, Cleveland. Call Cleveland. The, guard, the guard dogs. How about that? Sure. They're the guard dogs. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're, they um, they have the ability, um, unless they treat Beaver and some of these guys at the break, which is their, you know, modus operandi. They always keep trading guys, and that's why they bring up and scout and bring up new guys and take their place and keep keep they keep being average. Can't say they keep being great, but they keep being at least average. Uh they they have the potential to take off. I don't the twins if they're healthy do and I guess um what would we need to just take off? Well probably we need to play bad teams. Or new players. I don't know. I I just don't I think don't know. One, the one guy that I've been singling out lately watching is Mancata. He made some stupid plays in the field, and he also made some beautiful plays in the field. Um, there's times he looks like he could be – he's like an Alex Rios type guy, right? Like It looks like he yeah. could be amazing five-tool talent. I then, looked at him strongly. I looked at him really strongly over the weekend and then today, this morning, and uh, really since 2019. And, and he's, he's getting paid like – 18 million this year. Next year is guaranteed 24.8. Yeah. 24.8. And you know what he is? Right now, he's a 0.01 war. He is like as average as average can be. No, he's, yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah, he's 231 average, 280 on base. I mean, my God. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's crazy. And the year for that next year is guaranteed the 24, 800,000. The year after that is 25 million. With the Sox with a five million dollar buyout, and right now the Sox had that five million dollar check to Mancada already written up, just waiting to date it. And and, and um, if uh, if you, I mean, they're they're not paying him, they're not paying him to be a good third baseman. They're paying him to be top in the league third baseman. Um, and um, you know, I don't know. I mean, it looks to me like he's hurt plenty of times. He swings. Especially if he swings from the right side, he winces and does a couple steps over the plate, and the ump goes time and lets him set himself. And in the field or running, he always seems to be pulling up. If he's hurt, just get him out of there. Uh, but um, you know, don't tell me in October, oh, he's having this done. He played with this all year. You know, just get him out of there if that's if that's the case. And yeah. I'm not saying Burgers are answer at third. I know Burgers got his limitations too. So this isn't like a Jake Berger fan club or anything like that. I'm just no. like, we we're paying top dollar for third base, and this will be the fourth year in a row that he hasn't produced. Well, fourth yeah, year in a row. It's well, not like we I know, but, but 20, 2021, though, I will give him credit there. Only a 263 average. He didn't hit a lot of home runs, only four, 14 home runs, but 375 mm-hmm. on base. He walked, he walked 84 times in 2021. So I he had a 787 OPS. He, he was pretty okay. I, okay. I and and so I'm I'm gonna give him a break on that one. 2019 was the juice balls where he went crazy, hit you know 25 home runs. He won't do that again. Uh, but um, it looks like he can. He's listed at like at six two two twenty five. The two twenty five, I believe, he's a big stocky guy. I didn't think he was that tall either but yeah, I mean we'll rip on him as much as we want. But I I'm uh I'm kind of done with him. I. I'm kind of done with Tim Anderson, and I know that's crazy, but I I, I don't know. It just um, well, I'm done. I'm I'm kind of see their futures that aren't going to be here. Yeah, but um, we need them. 
<laughs> so I'm pulling. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm pulling for them to do well. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm. Uh, I feel like they were both like, you know, stalwarts in, in, in the left side of the infield, and and they're just not uh, producing at all. I know what we need to do. Even though our starting pitching's been great, we need to trade for Granky from the Royals, and then when we um, make out our lineup, we DH for one of the players and let Granky hit. <laughs> Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, uh, the L.A. Dodgers. The White Sox are going to go to L.A. to play the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Dodgers have been struggling as of late. They are three and seven out of their last ten games. Uh, they are not leading their division, which is odd for this team because the past, I don't know, half a decade, maybe even longer, they have been um, nothing but at the top of this division except in 2021 when the Giants won 107 games and they won 106. But uh, the Dodgers are behind the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, the Diamondbacks are 40 and 25 this year. Wow. Hey, when uh, we were doing our preseason, who thought nothing of them and who liked the Diamondbacks? You know what? I'm going to have to, when, when the Sox play them this year, we're going to look back at it. Uh, but I'm, I'm really not sure where we had them. I, uh, I am. That's why I'm saying it. Oh, you did. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're killing it. But the Dodgers, thirty-seven and twenty-nine. Uh, they lost two out of three to the. That Phillies. sucks. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but they, uh, what, what, what's wrong with this team right now is they're pitching. That every it, they're dismantled, dismembered. Some would say uh, they don't. Uh, everyone's it's, hurt. Everyone's it's worse hurt. than the Rays, Steph. It's yeah. unbelievable how many hurt. Um, everyone's I mean, hurt. Tony Gosselin's coming back from being hurt all year. Yeah, Tony Gonsolin is is. Uh, you know, Tony Gonsolin and Kershaw are the only guys that aren't hurt. Dustin Kershaw, made... they weren't even sure that they wanted to bring back. Oh, he's been amazing. Thank he's going to be on the all-star. Yeah, for sure. But pitching probables for this series, uh, Lance Lynn starts the series, which I'm worried about. Uh, <laughs> it's a 9-10 start tomorrow uh, against Tony Gonsolin. Uh, and then Clevenger, uh, he's facing off against Kershaw. So we get to see the Dodgers' two best pitchers at this point. And then um, Dylan Cease faces off against their right-handed pitcher, Grove. He's 0-2 with an 8-2-8 ERA um, for the Dodgers. So those are the three pitching probables. I think the most – the one that I'm looking forward to is seeing Kershaw pitch. I always like watching him pitch. And against Mike Clevenger, who's been pitching pretty well for the Sox as of late. So I think that's my favorite matchup to look for. I'm also looking at Lance this series. Uh, let's – Let's see what happens. I mean, this Dodger lineup is pretty formidable. I don't know if you have that lineup up and if you want to go through it, but they're they're pretty loaded. Um, yeah, they're 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 doing pretty good, especially with the uh, the rejuvenated JD Martinez has been hitting bombs lately. Um, I'm kind of I, I guess it's bittersweet. I wanted to see the new kid pitch because the Dodgers being the Dodgers, no matter how hurt and decimated they are, they bring somebody up. Oh, you great. wanted to see Bobby Miller. They see they're Bobby Miller, but yeah. then. I'm looking at how bad we need to win after our debacle this weekend, and I'm like, thank God we're not seeing Bobby Miller. But I'm sure Michael Gross we, Grove we've never seen, so uh, he'll he'll do damage. Yeah, their uh, their lineup, um, as always, is pretty good. Yeah, their lineup's really good. Um, Freddie Freeman killing it again this year. Uh, three thirty eight, three thirty eight batting average, four thirteen on base, and nine ninety eight OPS. Their catcher's probably the best hitting catcher in the league, uh, 291 batting average. His name is Will Smith, not the actor. Uh, 396 on base percentage and 905 OPS. I mean, that's that's insanely good for a catcher. 
Uh, Miguel Rojas plays shortstop for them. Uh, Max Muncy's been playing a lot more third base. He has 18 home runs this year. A uh, bad average, but uh, slugging a lot. Miguel Vargas, second base. I know you like him. Their outfield is kind of mismatched, but they have Mookie Betts in there who plays right field. And obviously Mookie is a star player in this league. He has 17 home runs, um, 367 on base. He's doing his thing. David Peralta, uh, he's in there. He used to be a Diamondback forever. Uh, he's not having too bad of a year. Uh, and James Outman, rookie uh, center fielder, he's been uh, hitting the ball pretty hard. Um, yeah, he's he's been pretty streaky. He goes on a crazy tear, and then you don't hear about him for a little bit. And then their DH, J.D. Martinez, 16 home runs this year, uh, 9-26 OPS, is slugging 619. He and most set, of those home runs, like 10 of them are like in the last 15, 16 games. Yes. Set, really and high. you know, he, when he gets hot, he goes nut job, but it's, yeah. it's 17 doubles. He has JD Martinez has two triples and 16 home runs. It's pretty, uh, pretty good, but no, this lineup's great. I'm just worried about the Sox. Pitching. Thompson forgot him out there in the outfield. I don't know how much we'll see him, but he's, he's on him. They show that he's on the 60 day IL. Oh, I don't know My what happened to him. Old. Uh, Jason Hayward is on this team, uh, so old Cub, and he's actually hitting really well for, for them. Yeah. I, I he's love that. He's kind of dropped a little bit recently, but, yeah, he, he, you're right. He, he was hitting very well. Um, and then Austin Barnes is their backup catcher, and then Chris Taylor is their utility guy that plays all over the place. So that's kind of the lineup. Obviously, we know the guys to look out for. I mean, this whole lineup's nasty, but Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, those are their two best. Uh, Janie Martinez, he's really hot, so watch out for him. Max Muncy, Max Muncy can hit some home runs, and then all these other guys can hurt you in different ways, and they're good in the field too. So, um, yeah, you just got to watch out for this team. Their bullpen, no, we talked about their starters, but their bullpen, uh, they're okay. I mean, I wouldn't say they're great, yeah. but they're okay. Uh, well, they, they've yeah, dealt with some ahead. injuries too. Gatterall's just getting back about three or four weeks ago. Um, Evan Phillips is is uh, close was closing some games out for them a little bit. Uh, yeah, he, he went on maternity leave and came back. Shelby Miller, Shelby Miller is is pitching in their bullpen too. Remember him? Yeah, I do remember him. He's all over, been over over the place. I think he was part of the original Dansby Swanson trade when Arizona picked him number one overall. Yeah, I think so. Shelby Miller to Arizona for uh, Swanson. After he played like you know, well, I think he was on the. I think Shelby was on the Cardinals, but yeah, I think there's. He was on the Cardinals, yeah. Big, uh, big trade there, but yeah, I mean they have said like everybody in the major leagues, these guys all throw hard. Uh, Bruce Gratterall, if you see him in the game, he's throwing 101. Yancy Almonte, he throws hard. He's good. Um, Alex Vesia, I like. They they have, they're a good team, and and Dave Roberts, I like him as a manager. And even with all of their guys that are hurt right now, um, not so much their position players, but mainly their pitching staff. Um, you know, I, I, I think the Sox are going to have a really tough time trying to win this series. And at right now they really need the win series. So that's why it was so unfortunate that they lost to the Marlins. Yeah. Especially with you, you know, you come off going in two out of three from the Yankees and you get the Dodgers and the, the, you know, the, you know, Revenge game from the 59 World Series coming up, the series. And um, um, and then to, uh, you know, just lay an egg in those two games is terrible. 
Shelby Miller, Cardinals three years, Atlanta, and then over to Arizona for three years. Texas, San Francisco in the last two with the Dodgers. He's been all over the place. He has. He hasn't pitched really well, but right now, this year, 23 innings, he's been pitching pretty good for the Dodgers. So good for yeah, him. Yeah, no, those uh, the Dodgers are always a contest. Uh, no matter if they're, if they're down, it's good to see them when they're down a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, how many pitchers could we say are out for them? Urias and uh, Arias, um, no Walker Bueller and no Dustin May. Yeah, Those Walker are three Bueller's of their the whole year. Yeah, so so Walker Bueller and Dustin May out for the year, and uh, Julio Arias should be back. And you know he's been, if not their best pitcher the past couple of years. So um, they're dealing yeah. with it. They're dealing with it pretty pretty good here. But I think uh, series prediction. I I think the Sox get swept. <laughs> so I I'm going to be that guy. I have no hope. All I, well, gone. I'm not going to go that far to the other side. I, I, I don't, you know, watch Lynn throw a no hitter or something. Cause I'm going to say that he's just going to get destroyed. Yeah. And then Clevenger and Kershaw should hopefully if be a decent match. Uh, but Kershaw gets the edge. And then I think uh, Dylan Seath Cease is going to be, our stopper and turn it all around and have a really good game. I think we win uh, one out of the three and just look at the scoreboard and hope the twins lose. Yeah. I'm the same way. That's all we can do. All right. Well, all all, over the twins are playing. Exactly. All right. All right, man. As always, let's go white Sox. And that's a wrap of another episode of Soxology. It's episode number 27. Thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, it was a quicker episode this time around, but we'll be back at it uh, later this week after the Dodger series. Let's hope our boys take a series in L.A. That would be fantastic. Again, thanks so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Soxology2023 and on Instagram at Soxology2023. I hope everybody has a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.